Hey, friend, what are you up to? I'm listening to some of my favorite podcasts. Ooh, did you know that you can financially support podcasts? No, Coco, how do I do that? Well, in every episode description, there's a link, and it takes you to a page where you can financially support your favorite artists. That way, they can continue making the episodes that you love. Wow, that really excites me and makes me want to listen to them even more. Doesn't it? Hey friend, how are you feeling today? Oh Coco, I'm feeling anxious, really anxious, uh, feeling excited. My head kind of hurts. I don't really even know why that hurts. I mean, it's not that I used my head at all today. Um, my corn pad is slipping because I put it on my toe after I banged into a piece of furniture, because that's the worst. I hear that banging your toe against the chair is probably worse than being punched in the face. You know, and I'm having such an itch right now. I don't know what the problem is. You know, and no one online on Doc MV or any You're listening to How You Feeling with Coco and Friends. Hello there. This is Fran from How You Feeling with Coco and Fran. Please do not adjust your headset, your earbuds, or the podcast platform in which you're listening on. This is actually the show. Today, I am going to be here by myself as Coco is on assignment. Um, and it makes a lot of sense for me to do this by myself because my topic today is solitude, loneliness, being alone, the feeling of being alone, not included. Uh, I feel like a lot of us go through this from time to time. And what's important to notice is how often is it happening to you? How often do you feel like you're not doing what you should be doing or feeling alone, but you're surrounded by people? I definitely think that this comes from the quality of our relationships. It's the quality of how we treat ourselves, our lifestyle, just our world around us. So today I'm going to just talk about my own personal perception, my experiences with it personally, but also vicariously through other people. So today, um, I just want to talk about that and I hope that this resonates with you and I will do my best to give you as much information that I know, but of course I never claim to be a therapist or psychologist. So if you need to dive deeper for yourself and these things are resonating, I definitely encourage you to speak to a mental health professional. So. Loneliness, I often say I can be alone, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm lonely. And what I mean by that is I actually like my own company. Uh, a lot of people find it hard to say that. Some people say it and don't mean it. I believe that we all need to spend time with ourselves. We spend so much time cultivating relationships with other people, our loved ones, our significant others, but we need to step 
into a place that may be even more difficult, loving ourselves. And I think that that bridges the gap with us and others. So if we can find love within ourselves, I know that sounds so corny, but if we can find that love within ourselves and love ourselves for certain things, you know? So let me just walk you through my own personal journey. Oh God, fasten your seatbelt. This is what I have experienced. Um, when I was a lot younger, um, 20s maybe, which doesn't seem like that long ago, but the things that I've experienced since and the wisdom that I have gained makes it seem like a hundred years ago. Being in my 20s, I never understood why I needed to be around people a lot and wanted to be around people all the time. And being an entertainer, being able to just turn it on whenever you walk into a room or you step on a stage, but then feeling completely depleted by the time you go home. Um, there were moments where I would do a show back to back or even just do a show once a week. And I just remember if it was a Saturday night all day on Sunday, I would just feel completely depressed and oh my gosh, it's over. And, and I think it was because, well, I know it's because I loved what I was doing, but I also felt like all the people that are praising you are not there. Now they're not there. It's Sunday, they're gone. And it wasn't until I was probably in my 30s, mid to late, that I actually started to realize, oh, this is something personal. This is me. Like I'm enjoying the feeling of sitting with these people, performing for them, or even just going to a party and talking to people on a Saturday night and having a good time and then being bummed on Sunday that it's over. Um, I know that uh, one of our friends here on the show, Ann McPhillips, that we spoke to uh, in one of our previous episodes, she actually, I've known her for quite some time. And as a friend, we would, we would have these conversations and she and I have a similar feeling. We never want the party to be over. We never want the, the show to be over. We never want the whatever to be over because then it means we have to sit in solitude. We have to sit and kind of think about the good times and kind of think like, oh, it's over without thinking about the fact that another good time's coming or the good time could be right when you're sitting there thinking about the good time. Like you can enjoy that. Um, so I just think it's very interesting, but, but to go back to what I was saying about after shows were over, the way I would cope with it was before I knew I should cope with it. Um, the way I'd cope with it is I would do something with myself for myself that wasn't necessarily a distraction, but it was just something that would bring me back to that place in my own head by myself, proving to myself that I could do it without having an audience, without having a partner, without having someone who could do it with me. So I would 
on a Sunday, <clears throat> go somewhere that I enjoyed going, sat with myself, you know, somewhere that I know I could just sit and, you know, look at things that I liked or shopped or even went and took a walk, but been spent some time by myself. And it wasn't necessarily an instant cure, but over time, it certainly felt like something that I needed to do for myself. Um, so let's tackle loneliness and how we look at it for, for ourselves. Um, there's people in the world out there who are in relationships currently they're happy with. They live in homes that they're happy in. There are jobs that they love. They have children that they love. They have friends that they love. I mean, you could circle all of these, you can circle some of them, but even if you circle one of these things, you can at least say that you have support. You feel like you have support. You, you have love in your life. But if you can't circle any of these, that's not wrong either. Because if you found love within yourself, if you found things that you love doing, like I know people and I've known people for years who don't prefer solitude because they don't want to be around people. I know very social people that love to be by themselves. They love to have looking forward to that Friday night where I'm going to watch my shows or go to a movie by myself or go eat something by yourself. I think that's very healthy. Um, years ago, I was part of a group that used to do, um, we used to meet and we would read this book together that was after every chapter would give you an exercise to do. And after every chapter, uh, it was homework. It was exercise. And the book was called Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I would definitely recommend getting the first edition, the very first version of the book. I think the cover has some sort of Asian art on the cover or something, but we can certainly put that in our stories um, so you know which one it is. But the great thing about the artist way, even if you're not an artist, is that it gives you different exercises that seem sometimes hokey, but they really do build self-confidence. And when you think about that book, I mean, I think that book maybe came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. But when you look at it, it resonates so, so much of what we see now on social media, the self-help, the motivation, the coaching, the, the, the love therapy and the, the trauma kind of expressions that you hear about online, learning about boundaries, learning about self-love, all the stuff that we see now constantly online, it's in that book. So some of the exercises are, Every day, every night, you have to do your artist pages, which means uh, you just write. You just write. And, and your, your purpose is to just fill up the page. 
and I can't remember how much you're supposed to write, but I think it is one page, like one side of the paper. So you write that and you just write. And seriously, there was times where I would do it and I just, and I would just write, I have nothing to write. I can't stand this. This is annoying. Why am I doing this? I don't like this. Today was a bad day. I'm so annoyed. I don't even want to write. Seriously, you could do that. It's just to get whatever you get out of your head. And I think that the book runs for probably like a month. It gets you through like a month. Um, it could be less. It could be two weeks. I don't know. But I bring this up because I have a point. My point is, is that there's one exercise or one requirement in the artist way that requires you to have a self date. Now, the thing about the self date, you basically take yourself out, you do something by yourself, cannot be something spontaneous. It can't be something that you just so happen to be running to the store and now you're like, oh, I'll stop at this little cafe and have lunch and call it my artist date. No, it has to be something you put on the calendar. So what I did was I took it one step further. I thought, hey, this is not necessarily something I, I do or did. And when I first did the artist way, I was that person who didn't like to go to a restaurant by myself, didn't like to go see a movie by myself. But I made a point to do those things by myself because I knew it was important. And then after I had done that a couple of times, I would, my favorite thing is to sit at the bar and eat. If you can do that someplace, I definitely recommend it because when you're at the bar, that's probably the place where you can see the most interesting things happen. If you're sitting at your table, you may not be exposed to all of the conversations and the characters that are at the bar. So I definitely would say having the artist date. And now remember, I keep using the word artist, but if you don't necessarily consider yourself an artist, this book is really about cultivating your own creativity and whatever that means to you. So becoming more creative as a business person, becoming more creative as, you know, a doctor or a lawyer, just being more creative, thinking more outside the box. And when we become more creative, statistically, we become um, more receptive to connecting to others. And that's probably something that no matter what you do in your day life, it is a priority that we connect with other individuals. It's important that we connect with people that we're working with, working for. Um, so the artist date is really important and I recommend it. I also recommend the artist way. Uh, it's a great way to hold yourself accountable because when you finish the book, if you can look back and say, I honestly can say I 100% did all of these assignments. I did everything that was required of me. And you do feel better. You feel like there's a connectedness. You feel like there's a motivational factor. Um, and I think that that's the struggle. That's the struggle when we're alone. If you're the type of person who's not motivated, and you know who you are, 
like be honest with yourself if you're not a motivated person or if you're someone who can start something but you don't finish it you start a workout routine oh yeah 100 i'm going to do this is going to become a lifestyle and you do it for three weeks and then you're done um i'm going to try this you know new book club i'm going to go to this book club every month and like after a month you're done you're like i don't want to read any of those books and then you seem to have so many great excuses well, I didn't really like the group. I didn't really like the books they picked. I didn't really like the one person. They were annoying. But you really have to ask yourself, is it just your inability to make commitments and motivate yourself to stay in that headspace? You have to ask yourself that. You have to have honest conversation. Um, often Coco and I have these conversations on the air and off the air about how people will always use the excuse of three different things. It's always money, time, and distance. So it's always one of those or all three of them. Uh, I don't have enough money to do it. I don't have the time to do it, or it's too far for my house. It's too far for me to do that. But in reality, when we want to do things, Think about the stupidest things sometimes that we do because we want to do them. You know, we're low on, we're low on gas, but we completely are hungry for something that is clearly 30 minutes from our house and cost more than it should. If we really want that thing, we'll do it. But then when we talk about other things that seem they make you feel uncertain. They make you feel like you're stepping into something changey, something different. Then it doesn't feel so good. And how this relates to what I'm talking about, about loneliness and being in solitude, I think it's much harder for people to motivate themselves when they're by themselves. And I think that's the true challenge is if you can do something by yourself, without getting feedback from other people or getting someone to hold your hand, that really is a great test for ourselves. Now, are we supposed to do everything by ourselves? No, no. The great Brene Brown says it best. We're not intended to do everything alone. We're not. There are things that we're supposed to do with other people. There are things that we're supposed to get other people to help us with. And I think true independence, true responsibility, true adulting comes from people who, if you can't do something yourself, you get someone else to do it because you know you want it done. So I can't necessarily put floors in at my house. I can't necessarily um, get new, I don't know, I'm thinking of, of so many things, but I can't put a, a roof on my house myself. I can't, those things are not, but I would get people to come do it. But see what happens is the motivation then goes back to what I was saying before. It's the money factor, the time factor. Like we have those excuses creatively. We can come up with the excuses, but creatively we can't come up with the solutions. And what I'm saying is, is that when we can't do something on our own, we should certainly get someone to help us. But 
it's very important for us to learn to do things on our own. Now, I know there's plenty of people listening who are saying, I've done a lot of things on my own, blah, 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 blah. But there's always room for improvement for ourselves. I'm not here pontificating that I have all the answers because I don't. And there's so many things I don't have the answers to that I don't share with other people because I'm still in a process of self-discovery. There's a lot of things that currently I'm working on emotionally, um, creatively, and there are many things, and I've said this on the show before, that I'm working on that I do not share with anyone. Maybe the only people who know are the people who live within my four walls, and even then they may not know. Because I might be in the process of starting something, but I don't necessarily feel like I want to share it just yet. Um, and that has nothing to do with the concern of what other people are going to say. It's just, I am a one-man show. I have been for a long time. Uh, creatively, I have had partnerships with people that have been great. Um a lot of my partnerships, I am thankful that they were short-termed. I'm thankful that they were short-term partnerships that I didn't have to continue working with those people because after a while, our creative differences came to a fork in the road. Um, so I think that working by myself has certainly given me a cure. I don't know, cure a temporary, I don't know, temporary pill, a laxative from being so lonely. Um, and that's the thing too, you know, the other side of loneliness is not just something that you can cure. It's not something that, you know, especially if it's connected somehow to depression, depression is a real thing. Absolutely. But when we sit by ourselves doing nothing, not really doing something that makes us feel productive, something that doesn't make us feel like we have purpose. We will continue to think about the things we're not doing. We will continue to feel like we're lonely and why am I not doing X, Y, Z? And, and then it just turns into a snowball. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So I think when we're by ourselves, I think it's a great thing but I encourage you to sit with yourself, be with yourself, not making time with yourself seem scary or make excuses to why you don't want to spend time with yourself. I don't have time to do that. I don't have the money to do that. I can't go all the way down there for this. And meanwhile, it's like, yeah, you should make time for yourself because it's just going to help. But in the terms of depression, it's a real thing, but, and it definitely is something that's worth investigating if you feel that way and talking to a mental health professional about it. Um, and how do you do that in parentheses? Go on to psychology today, put in your zip code, and you can see the professionals that are in your area. Trust me, every professional that I've ever worked with has told me that that's the way you find yourself a therapist or at least the start of the process. But anyway, I digress. But being depressed is a completely different thing. Um, seeing that it's a common issue, seeing that 
loneliness, even in groups, being around other people and still feeling lonely and constantly feeling lonely um, is definitely something that you can't shake. It's not something you can just walk off. I'm talking about just living a life where we can enhance things. Um, I know this sounds like a corny quote, but it, it just means so much to me is that happiness, happiness is in our own hand. It is in our own inner selves. Happiness is something that we know how to find within ourselves. It doesn't come from the new pair of boots. It doesn't come from, I mean, those are temporary highs. We all know that. I mean, how many times have you bought a pair of boots or bought something you really loved? especially a piece of clothing. This has happened to me before. And um, as organized as my closet is, and I can see everything I own, there are times where I will go to find a pair of shoes because I'm going out and I'll find this pair of shoes. And in that moment, I'll have the whole story play out in my head again. Wow. I remember when I got these shoes, I remember how happy they made me. I remember how amazing these were when I first got them and I was so glad to bring them home. And now I've had them for a few years and I don't think about them every day. They're not something that I need to think about to make me happy on a regular basis. But we, we can certainly think about ourselves and what our needs are on a daily basis and make ourselves happy. No matter where you live, no matter where you are right now listening to this, and I hope you are listening. Just remember, you can find things to do by yourself that bring you peace, happiness, joy, bliss, whatever you want to call it. Because we all have things that we love to do or have things that we should be doing. And I think that's a big part of how we define loneliness. We start to feel lonely when we're alone, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're lonely. It just means there's no one else around. You know, I, I would much rather be at a party. I'd rather much be around my friends and everyone's out of town. Where do you usually go with your friends? Oh, we go to this pub. We go to this cafe. Go. Go by yourself. Oh, it's not going to be as fun. Well, have you ever been there by yourself? No. Well, you don't know. Go. Try it. Try something different. We put these stamps on ourselves constantly. This is something that's not going to make me happy. How do you know? Because it's never made me happy. Okay, well, you're a different person now. When was the last time you did that? 10 years ago? Like, try something else. Make it your goal to win the game that you're going to find something that's going to make you happy and do it consistently. It's, we're like plants. Yeah, you can water it once and it's still green, but you got to keep watering it, man. You got to keep putting water in that plant or that plant is going to freaking die. All right. I'm telling you, this stuff is true. So a lot of things that I read online about loneliness. I found some points that I think I wanted to share that weren't just my points, but um, a lot of people that um, 
were asked in a study in UCLA about loneliness. They call it the UCLA loneliness scale. They asked individuals about a range of feelings or, um, or deficits, deficients, deficits. That's what it says. Deficits. I don't know why I said deficients. Um, also, I think I might need glasses. Um, and what they were deficient in, in connection, um, including how, how often, um, they felt these certain things. So they went through a range of different things and they basically asked each person, what was it that they um, were feeling and how often? So some of the things they asked was, do they feel a lack of companionship? Do they feel left out? Do they feel in tune with people around them? Do they feel outgoing and friendly? Do they feel they, that see it once again, I'm, I'm blind here. I think I need to make my font bigger. <sighs> um, if they feel there, there are people they can turn to. So do you feel like you can turn to people? So I'm going to go back and read that because I was slow poking it. So do they feel that they can turn to people around them? Do they feel outgoing and friendly, feel in tune with people around them, feel left out, feel that they lack companionship? These are all things that everyone's going to feel at a certain time or place. Um, I think, you know, this kind of overlaps with other things too. It also overlaps with confidence. It overlaps with uh, being able to socialize with individuals, other people. Now, just remember, if you live your life in you know, solitude, you know, and I'm, I'm encouraging that we love ourselves and be by ourselves, but I'm also encouraging that we find a balance because as much as you might say to yourself, I hate people, I hate socializing. You have to ask yourself, why do you hate people? Why do you hate socializing? What is it about you, not the people? Because you know, there's people in your life that you like to be around. So what is it about not wanting to take risk and take new uh, opportunities to go out and meet people? What, what What's the problem there? I think there needs to be a healthy balance, whether it's 75, 25, whether it's 50, 50, whether it's whatever you seem to think it is, whatever you think the best way of connecting with people. Um, I just think you do it at your own time speed, but you also should do it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. Just make sure you're doing it. So for instance, a lot of the things I read is probably people who are living in a lot of solitude and feeling lonely because they're alone, but yet not doing anything to change it. And on those few chances, opportunities they get to go to a party, to go meet other people in person, to go somewhere else. I think they're feeling like a fish out of water. They're not having the experiences. They don't lack of another term. They don't know how to socialize. And that is certainly something that we can work on as far as balancing our social needs but also our needs to be by ourselves. Now, I just want to close with 
saying that there are plenty of people out there who want to be around you. There are plenty of people that you can be around. And remember, when we're feeling lonely and we actually do want to be around people and we actually feel like we do want to socialize, remember, there are other people feeling just like you that won't reach out to you. And it's not because they don't want to, but because there's this fear human beings have about disturbing you or bothering you or just lacking the motivation. Like there's some friends that are planners and they're ones that aren't. So push yourself out of your comfort zone. Try something new. Hey, try scheduling something monthly with people you love. Try doing things that you want to do with other people. But like I said, once again, the balance needs to also be for yourself. So make sure you're doing things for yourself that are planned easily that you can do um, for yourself, by yourself, go to a museum. Um, if you know you're going to have a long day being around other people, and that's something that you really struggle with, it's important to spend a lot of quiet time with yourself. I often recommend going to museums, walking around. You're still in public, but you're alone. You're having a, a positive experience. Going somewhere where you can sit by yourself or just simply staying by yourself in a comfortable place in your room. Not getting on social media. Social media is a whole other leg of this because we start to have feelings of resentment and jealousy and um, watching other people do things in such beautiful lighting and filters and countries and foods and concerts and hanging out with all these people that you feel like, why am I not doing this? But then just remember the people you're seeing on social media may be doing this, um, often. Yes, but maybe not so often. I have friends of mine who bank photos. They take they take photos here, there, and everywhere. Things that could have happened two months ago, photos they never posted. And this week comes and they have nothing to post. And they throw up a throwback because they don't have anything else to post. So I think it's really important to remember social media plays a big part in it and weighing down our feelings. And I'd say put the, put the social media away, put the phone away. Whenever we have a phone, uh, you have a, a solo date. Our phones are really about other people. They're not about us. You go on your phone to check social media. You go on your phone to check if someone texts you, if someone sent you an email, if someone has called you and left you a voicemail, which I can't stand because I don't, it's so hard for me to listen to voicemails. I just, people, come on. But anyway, that's a whole other show. But I wanted to end here. I promise you this is the end. Um, definitely investigate your feelings. Everything we talk about here on the show, how you feeling, is always about investigating your feelings. Definitely investigating how you feel. And if you can't investigate that on your own, I certainly say connect with a mental health um, professional. You can also connect with a friend close to you, someone who knows you really well. Ask people for honest feedback. Ask people to talk to you in a very real way because the only way we can heal um, is if we rip that Band-Aid off and let it breathe. So that's kind of where I leave you. Um, there was a few things that I mentioned today that I just want to close off with. 
Psychology Today. Very important. Check it out. Great website. Uh, recommended by many professionals in the field. Whenever you're seeking some kind of professional help. Also, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. going to do our best to get that in our story when this episode airs, but you can check it out. It's available on Amazon. Definitely something I recommend you doing, whether you're a creative person or not. Um, Also, uh, we will have more episodes coming soon. I promise you Coco will be on with me. So those of you who are Coco fans and not Fran fans, I apologize, but I definitely had something to say. I hope some of this resonated. I hope you at least listened with an open mind and an open heart. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to open the legs too, you know. Okay, so have a fantastic day. Be free, fresh, do whatever you need to do to make yourself happy. Find some joy in little things, even if it's just a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. Have a great day, and I will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.